So good. All across this place, can we just close our eyes? Can we lift our hands? Father, we thank you that you're here in this place. We thank you that you can do anything, God, even in a middle school. Lord, we just thank you for sending your son, that he was born to die for our sins. God, we thank you that you so loved us that you would not let us perish, but give us everlasting life today. And God, we just thank you, God, what your word says in John 16, 33. It says, in these things that you may have peace, that in this world you will have tribulation, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, Jesus says, take heart because I have overcome the world. This year, I don't know about you, but it's been a crazy journey. Um, I think we personally live in the darkest times in human history. Um, so much division in the world, so much lack of unity, and uh, more than ever, I think it's extremely hard to find peace. I know for me, I have to fight for it, you know? And today, um, you could feel like hopeless, you could feel lost, you could feel depressed, full of fear and anxiety, but there's only one thing that's going to fill that, that void, and it's Jesus. And I know you're used to hearing it. I know you're used to seeing it on Instagram, maybe like a cool little post. And everyone gets spiritual when they say, oh, you just need Jesus. But it's actually true. Like, he's the only thing that can satisfy you, your heart's longing. And um, Isaiah 26.3 also says, he will give you perfect peace. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Perfect peace? But that's because your mind is continually fixed on him. It says perfect peace for all those who trust you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. So I, I don't know about you today, but I want to fix my eyes on Jesus. Um, we have a new song. It's called Peace Has Come. And it's just simply about that peace that came. But as we're singing this song, I want you to think about that scripture and those words and really allow him to receive his peace in your heart today. Amen. Can we do that today? Let's do it.
the star of Bethlehem, the Word of God has become flesh unto us. A child is born, the Savior of this broken world. Oh, hear the angel voices sing, come, let us adore him. Peace has come for our King is with us. Come on, lift your voice in. Fully God and fully man, He comes for all with open hands. He rules with love on David's throne. All praise belongs to Christ alone. No, He the angel. What a beautiful name. 
Father, for this day, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow, isn't he so good? Well, good morning, Living Stones. Welcome to church. Merry Christmas. I hope you have been enjoying all the holiday festivities so far. Why don't you take a moment, um, find a few new faces, grab a seat, 
and stay tuned for what's next here at Living Stones Church. Good to see all the family and friends out there. Woo-hoo. We love you. We love you. Good to see you. I love so seeing faces that we haven't seen in almost like two years yeah. or longer. Come so on. I'm so glad to see you. All the way oh from Nashville. Come on. Yes. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. I know there's a little bit of an echo. I know they're working on it. So, so I don't good. normally sound like, oh, like that. She does actually sound like that. They have to tune that out. I just sing like that at the house it's all the true. time. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Not just in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know. It's amazing. Well, welcome. We're yes. glad you're here. Everybody that's watching online, we love you. Everybody wave at the camera. Say, hey, everybody. We're glad you're watching. I don't know which camera's looking at me right now, but one of them is, and we love you all. Right. Yeah, it's so good. It's well, so good. we are Justin and Chelsea. We are. And we are so, it's so, true. so happy that you guys are here. We just want to oh welcome gosh. you. Merry, merry, merry yeah. Christmas. Welcome to Living Stones. That's and right. And we want to continue in our worship. That's right. We're going to continue in our worship with tithes and offerings. Yes. And I love, I love giving. You know why I love giving? Because God says it's good to give. Amen? Amen. It's good to give. It's more fruitful to give than it is to receive. And, and I got to tell you, we don't need your money. You good with that? Oh, we don't need it. We don't need it. You know what you need yeah. is to be able to experience God's goodness by your giving. Amen. And that's what's so cool. It's like it, God wants a cheerful giver. He wants somebody that is just a person after his own heart. And he's going to pour out a blessing that you can't contain. Yeah. And that's what's so good. So, so here, we, we're, we're not about trying to, hey, we need your money. We need these things. You know what? No, we, we're very frugal. We do things well. We try to steward it well yeah. so that we can go and be a blessing to the community. Yes. Amen. Yes. And that's what I love doing. And that's what we love doing here at Living Stones Church. So let's, let's pray over our tithes and offerings this morning as we welcome our ushers up. Oh, Father God, we thank you that you're faithful. Lord, that you were the first to give by giving us your one and only son. And so, God, as we give this morning, as we've come with our hearts prepared or with an offering, God, we just ask that you'd touch it, that it would multiply, and that it would touch people's lives. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come into this covenant with you in your promises that we won't lack, that we won't run out, that we'll be actually doing better on 90% than we did on 100. And so, God, we give it all to you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. 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 And I know there's a few new people, so yeah. if you um, aren't sure how to give or what that looks like, I know we do have our church center app. Um, yeah. But we do have envelopes in the back at the front desk there. Yep. So if you do need an envelope, you can drop it in the box. So whatever works best for you. I know some yeah. people come prepared for the Christmas service and are not sure how all of the techie things work. That's so right. we do have envelopes um, uh-huh. for those that need them. But if it is your first time or if you haven't been here in a while, we would love to connect with you um, at that same location at the very front. There's um, a little connection table. What's it called? A connect card. I just oh, forgot yeah. what it's called. Yeah, that, that card right there. That connection thing. card. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Hooked so on phonics you, works for me. Yes. So if you fill that out, um, you turn it in. We have a, a gift for you, and we would love to just connect with you, get to know you, and hear your story and that sort of thing, and just be doing life together together with That's you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we love that. We love that. And if it's your first time, we want to say that you are a VIP guest. Thank you for being here. Yes. We're excited that you're here. And I tell you what, if you come back next week, the day after Christmas, we'll have a we have a gift for you. And I, I threw a little special something something in those you gifts. Did. So you might want to come get a, get a gift. If you need to be new again, I know some of you are like, what's the special gift? I want the special gift. I understand you can fill it's out a, a card. It's a seasonal we'll do item. Indeed. Indeed. all the clues you're in, I guess. Yes, that's all the back. clues. Keeps your, yeah, no, I won't say anything anymore. You'll have to find out. He find can't out. keep you secrets, you guys. Like, I'm, I'm terrible. Can, like, he, he can keep, yeah. like, confidentiality, but, like, that, if he yeah. has a surprise. Oh, my gosh. He can't. He yep. just, he can't do it. And I love surprises, and he, mm-hmm. like, pray for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. I have opened all the Christmas gifts already. I know exactly what everyone's getting. Don't tell Noah. Noah so doesn't know. Our son would what be he's so getting. sad. I won't tell him what he's getting. I'm if not do he it. knew that you knew what he's getting you for Christmas. He, he doesn't. Be... He doesn't know. Don't and I tell don't know. Him. Please don't tell I him. I don't know. I don't oh know. Right? It's perfect. Exactly. What happened? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea what you're talking about. So good. Okay, so if this is your first time, I'm not going to embarrass you. If it's not your first time. I will. I still have the same question. Who came yeah. for the free train ride? Me. I did. That's why I'm here. Who came to see Santa? I know him. Yeah. You do? Uh-huh. You know him? Uh-huh. Me too. Uh-huh. Who came for the tacos? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, what are some of your favorite Christmas traditions? Favorite Christmas traditions. Who's, who's got them? Cookies, Cookies. that is an all-year-round tradition. That's what that is. Christmas Christmas movies. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie. Everybody, one, two, three. Elf. Me too. I heard a lot of Elf. Elf. I heard a lot of Elf. You know what my favorite scene in Elf is? Spaghetti. Spaghetti is a good one. Spaghetti is a good one. No, I I pretty much like the, like, long-range bomb where he's like, that's my favorite Christmas tradition. Yeah, it's a I, snowball fight. It's true. You know what? We should relive that right now. Let's do it. Let's do this. Are snowball you ready? Fight. Get on your feet. Oh. Snowball fight. Oh. Snowball fight. Oh.
house for you. You guys know it's okay to have fun at church, right? Did anybody get hit with the one I put the rock in? Oh my gosh. Okay, all right. Never. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. It was a marble. Do you think we have their attention now? What happened? Do you think we have their attention now? I think now? we lost their attention I now. I think so too. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think that's what so happened. Good. That's oh good. That's fun. Goodness. Everybody at home, were you throwing snowballs? Oh. Just want to make sure. That's cute. We should have shipped snowballs to people's houses. I know. Next time. If we don't have next your address, time. make sure we get it. And then That's right. Go next on. Next year. Go online. Put all your info in. Next make sure year it's we good. should make people register for at-home snowballs. Ooh. Ooh. That's awesome. Or you can just buy your own online and do your right? own snowball fight. Just That's true. They get them on Amazon. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, so we're not going to bore you with a bunch of information, but I will say if you want to know all of what's going on at this church and all the fun things that we do and work so much to be able to give and provide and all that, uh-huh. there is a thing called what? Church Center app. Church Center app. Okay, it's so like you do, they know. I know. Some people. Wow. You just go to your Play app, Play Store, wherever you get your apps, App Store. I don't know what app Apple store, people call it. App Store, Play Store. Yeah. Yeah. But Church Center app. And right. you can um, find that, find the church, and get all of the information. Yep. And we have a Christmas Eve service. Yes. On Christmas Eve. That makes sense. Yeah. On Friday yeah. at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Everybody say 2 o'clock. So after lunch, before dinner, so you not don't have three, to hurt grandma's one. family. Two o'clock. You don't have to hurt grandma's feelings, right? Like if you, you can still meet, like do Christmas That's Eve right. brunch, Christmas you Eve dinner. Do it. You got the whole thing. And if you have kids, you can bring them in their cute little jammies, and then you don't have to worry about that later That's on. That's right. Santa's coming. Gotta just get them trying to, sleep. to help. Mm-hmm. Get them so to bed cute. early. Just they for the kids, Hannah. They don't know it's two o'clock. Just for the kids. Just for the kids. But the kids are going to do a cute little performance, so you don't want to miss that. But it's going to be a really special service and just, yeah, it's a fun family service. Come on. If your kids are performing in that, which all of your kids are invited, by the way, even if it's rehearsal. Yep, they're practicing gonna, right now. They are. We're going to have a rehearsal here on, on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Don't you want to hear your kids sing Noel? Yes. Oh, They've so been good. working so They've hard. Been working They've so been hard. practicing. Okay, the yeah. most important thing. My favorite thing, kids are the ones who come in late that don't know what they're doing. Those are cute. It's pretty much how I preach every week. They're like, that's not true. That's not true. No. That's not true. This guy was so excited about his message that oh he was gosh. just like preaching to me last night across the like kitchen table. And she and didn't like, fall asleep, so you guys are good. And I'm like, babe, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. I get to hear it with everybody else. But he was just so excited. It was just bursting out of him. Indeed. Will you talk about Rooted? Rooted. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Rooted is where it's at. We're going to be starting Rooted in January, the week of January 10th. We've got two different groups that you can sign up for on a Monday or a Friday, but go on the Church Center app, sign up for that. It's going to be the most impactful 10 weeks. You will be connected with people that maybe you didn't know before and all of a sudden have a family of people. We're going to cry together. We're going to laugh together. We're going to make fun of each other. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so amazing. Encounter the Lord. They are filling up, so get registered quickly. Don't wait. Um, but there is still room, so you have time. But Monday or Friday options, that, again, is on the Church Center app as Come well, on. or you can see us in the back in person. Come and on. after service, just so you guys know what's uh, going on after service, he's going to bring the host down and with preaching. And then... <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you're welcome. Just didn't want to scare anybody. 
And then we are going to be right behind this building outside. So you'll just go out the same way that you came and then right come back in. into the, um, it used to be red, but it, they painted it. We can it. come back into the out now? Black. You can come into the out now, yes. Yeah, good. There's a black gate that will be open, and that's where you'll find Santa and tacos and train rides and all of those fun things. Yes. Okay. So fun. So fun. I'm excited. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you. Love you. All right. Who's ready for the word this morning? Oh, my goodness. I am, too. Where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles today? Who brought their paper Bible today? Hit your neighbor with it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, you guys. You got to know when humor is coming. Otherwise, you get like an assault charge against you. That's just not good. That's not good. Hey, what are you doing? What if I want to throw that at someone later? All right, fine, whatever. Steal my fun, steal my fun. All right. If you got your Bibles today, where do I got some electronic Bibles today? Got some electronic Bibles? If you'd like, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. I've got all my notes in there for you. So go into the YouVersion Bible app, click on the More button on the bottom right-hand side of your phone, and then uh, you can search in Events and look for Living Stones Church, and it'll all be there. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. It's going to be good. That's holy water for three easy payments of $1.99. I'll give you some. Just kidding. Anyway, uh, but yes, follow along on the Version Bible app. It'll be awesome. If you've got your Bibles today, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Tell your neighbor who hasn't turned there yet to turn to Matthew chapter 2. Good. So good. All right, I need to ask, how many people have a nativity set at your home? How many people have more than one? How many people have more than a dozen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every grandmother, like, what? Is that not normal? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, who's, who's your favorite character in the nativity set? Let, let me hear. Good job on all of you that said Jesus. I put your name in a hat in heaven. You're going to get a bigger mansion. It's going to be awesome. Mary, we got some Mary fans out there. Who, did you say camels? Somebody said camels. Somebody loves the camels. The short king? Oh, my gosh. What, the short king? Wow, I didn't know there was a short king. Like, like Jesus being short? Like he's the baby? I like the Christmas Jesus best. He's my favorite. Any, any other ones? The drummer boy? I don't know if he was in my nativity set. What else was it? Oh, we got to add on. Oh, right. Okay. Will Ferrell is in your, yeah? Okay. In your nativity set. Anyway, <clears throat> we're, we're going to be talking about the wise men today. You know, usually I take like everybody through this journey with the birth of Jesus and these things. And when I was reading, I just, ah, the wise men stood out to me. Does, do the wise men ever stand out to you guys? A little bit, a little bit. You're like, who are these dudes? Well, we're going to find out. Are you ready? All right. We're in Matthew chapter 2. You know, I, I think about this and I think about the commercialization of Christmas. Does anybody think about the commercialization of Christmas? You know, I love like the Charlie Brown. Has anybody watched Charlie Brown, right? And the commercialization of Christmas, right? He's just like, oh, it's so commercialized, you know? And I think about the commercialization of Christmas and I think about nativity sets. And you know how unbiblical nativity sets are? Like, it's insane how unbiblical nativity sets are. You know, when I think about them going into this, this, this barn area, and 
imagining Jesus being born there. Like, does anybody get the smell of what that would be like? Can I tell you that Precious Moments was not thinking, let's put a little bit of something on the floor, you know, in the middle of where Jesus, we got to think about, I know we get so cutesy about, oh my gosh, I got to tell you, I love this stage already, you guys. Oh, we need a ballerina every week so I don't have to sit in the four squares. (sighs) Come on, somebody. You're so good. Great job, Brooke. You were amazing up there. So cool. So cool. Dance so beautifully. What you don't know is that she was in the Nutcracker the last two days working her tail off and then comes here. And we, she only charged us like $1,000 an hour. So we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Please, the giving box is at the back of the room on your way out. Just kidding. The commercialization of Christmas, the commercialization of all these things. And, and the wise men, like, the wise men shouldn't even be in the nativity set, right? They shouldn't. They're not... They're, you weren't part of this. Like, get, get your own story. Like, right? Come on, anybody. Right? But we're going we're gonna to read about what part they did play. Are you ready? Who's in Matthew chapter 2? All right. Verse 1 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. During the reign of King Herod, about that time, some wise men from, east, from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. I have a question. How many wise men were there? Ah, some people knew the answer. We don't know. We we think we three kings of Orient are. You know what? All of that was made up over time through tradition. Through through it was it's more of like a legend than anything else. We we don't know. You know why we don't know? Because Matthew didn't say. He didn't write it down. This dude is so detailed. He wrote down the whole lineage of Jesus right before that. This guy begot that guy begot that guy begot that guy, right? And then we get to this and we're like, how many wise men were there? What is it, Matthew? Tell me the truth. We don't know. We don't know. Where in the east did they come from? We don't know. Throughout tradition, throughout the different centuries, different people said they were from this place or from that place or from the other place. We don't know. We actually don't know. It's not recorded. Goodness gracious. Man, this story's just getting lamer and lamer. We don't know that either. What were their names? Nada. We don't know. We don't know their names either. I'm like, Matthew, you had one job, dude. One job. They have one job. Here's the bigger question. Why these guys? Why these guys? Why these guys? Why they're they're called the Magi. Why why these guys? You know what Magi means? It's originally referred to the priests of Persia. And traditionally it's associated with secret wisdom, magic, and astrology. In time, people in every ethnicity and location were called magi if they were involved in any of these types of practices and witchcraft. Holy, what are we talking about in church today? Is this in your Bible? It's the same dudes that we don't know their names. We don't know how many there are. We don't know where they came from. But for whatever reason, they're bringing the message that Jesus is here. Isn't this crazy? 
tell your neighbor, this is crazy. The word used right here is the Greek word magos. Somebody say magos. Magos or magos, however you want to say it. Magos. Somebody say magos. You like that one better? Sounds good, right? Magos. Magos means the member of the Persian priestly caste, a possessor and user of supernatural knowledge and power, or magician, or even figuratively, deceiver. Sheesh, man. Like, I told you, I was having fun. I was like, oh, I want to learn about the wise men. So I started looking in the Greek and start figuring this stuff out. I'm like, are you kidding me? This, is, this precious moments did not put their stamp on these dudes. Not even the small king, right? I mean, goodness gracious. I'm looking at this going, nobody can talk about that in church. Who are these guys? Witchcraft? Deceiver? I'm like, let's get to the first point this morning. Are you ready? First point, fire alarm. Awesome. Oh, is it an emergency? You know what? It's an emergency because we didn't put masks on today. They're, they're just, they're coming. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here they come. We're going to have church. We're going we're, we're to have church. Are you ready to have church this morning? Here's point number one. For, what, do we have some note takers out there? Let me see your notebook. I see your notebook. We got some note takers back there. Dorothy brought her notebook all the way from home. That's so good. Got some note takers. Here's point number one. God chooses who he uses. Mm. Mm. Oh, we just threw out so much theology out the window. Why did we do that? Because God did that. God chose these guys that were referred to as magicians, practicing witchcraft and deceivers. He chose these guys. To bring the message of Jesus. Are you kidding me today? Do we have some jacked up people in this church today? Oh, we got some excited jacked up people in this church today. Goodness gracious. Now, some people are already offended. You're like, you can't say all these things. What? You're talking about witchcraft and these things in church. And this is a Christmas service, traditional Christmas service. We can't say those things. The Bible says it. Goodness gracious. You know what? For a lot of us, we feel probably like these guys would be in that culture. We feel unworthy. Not good enough. We don't measure up. I didn't go and study the... How many of you, when you're like, hey, when the pastor says, hey, go out and share Jesus with someone, you're like, I don't know the Bible. How am I supposed to talk to someone about Jesus, right? All of us are unqualified. Guess what? These guys didn't know and they brought the entire message of the, the, the king is coming. We want to worship him. Are you with me? I mean, goodness gracious, God chooses who he uses. Let's say that together. God chooses who he uses. Look to your neighbor and say, you're qualified. Ooh, I know a lot of us are like, yeah, but if they knew my sin, if they knew the things I've done, oh, they wouldn't even have let me through the doors this morning. The parking lot would have been blockaded as I drove up. Right? Is anybody with me? Right? They wouldn't. And for me, I'm like, they wouldn't have let me preach. Are you with me? Right? Like, there's some jacked up people in this church and then led by the most jacked up person. Right? Come on. God chooses who he uses. You know, 1 Samuel 13, 14, it describes a man of being a man after God's own heart. That same man. Committed murder and adultery. 
How many murders do we have in here today? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Adulterers, don't raise your other. Oh, come on. Don't point at, you know, anyway. I'm just kidding. But a lot of us, we haven't, we haven't done, done any of these things. Yet, this is a man after God's own heart because God chooses who he uses. Amen? Amen? John 15, 16, and 17 says, you didn't choose me. This is Jesus talking. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. God chose you. God chose you and me. What is all that excitement happening on our phones? Is it only Apple people? Because I haven't gotten it yet. Is that what it is? Amber Alert. What is it? The Oilers scored? Praise Jesus. Somebody knows my love language. They, got, they came over to our house last night and watched, watched Seattle versus the Oilers, and the Oilers won. Oh, so good. It was so good. It was so good. What was it? Did somebody say they're a Ducks fan? There's a great church next door. They accept anybody. I mean, it's crazy. Just playing, just playing, just playing. I like the Ducks too when I have nothing else to watch, you know? It's, like, it's wonderful. I do have a Ducks sweatshirt. I, I wore it to the ugly sweater party. It was, I'm here all day, guys. I'm here all day. It's so good. Love each other. God chose you and me to be here right now. He chose you to be watching online right now to hear this message. God chose you and me in the middle of, some, like Brad said, one of the craziest times in human history. He chose you and me. God chooses who he uses. Lord, bless that Amber Alert. Lord, bless whoever needs it right now. God, I pray right now that we would see that, that person found and taken care of in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just pray safety. We safety over our kids, safety over our, our loved ones in this, in this season, God. We just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God chose you. God chose you, and God chooses who he uses. He chose to give you breath this morning. Oh, someone, someone else didn't wake up today. Their time was done. But he chose to give you and me breath this morning. Are you with me? Come on. He chose us to be right here because he knew that we had what was needed for the world today. He knew that what, what, what he put inside of you, when, when you were conceived, when he thought of you, oh, even all the stuff you messed up, he'll use it for his good. All of it. All of it. Oh, if you give it to Jesus... You give that addiction to him. You give that, that nonsense. You give that fear. You give all those things to Jesus. And you say, God, use me how you want to use me. If he can use these guys, he can use you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Did, did, your, did your last pastor talk about how messed up the wise men were? Come on now. We don't want to hear the tr truth in church, do we? We just want to hear like a message that tickles our ears and makes us feel good. No. Okay, you came to the right church then. Let's go to verse 3. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting 
of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? Hello, this guy should probably know. He's the king of the Jews and he has no idea where the Messiah is supposed to be born. Can somebody say hypocrite? Oh, has anybody in here been a hypocrite? Oh, we got three honest people in this church. Come on. I did peek on that one, right? Come on. Because I've been a hypocrite. I've said one thing and did another. I've told people to be super organized, be ready, keep your calendar, and then all of a sudden Christmas season happens and my head is spinning in circles. And if anybody sees it, please bring it back to me. Are you with me? Are you with me? Right? We've been hypocrites. I'm looking at this guy. This, he's the, the king of the Jews. And he's going like, hey, I need to phone a friend. Does anybody know where the Messiah is supposed to be born? Come on, somebody. Goodness gracious. Where is he supposed to be born? Verse 5. In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. In verse 6. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be a shepherd for my people Israel. These guys, these guys right here should know when Jesus is coming. They should know. They should know. They should have been the ones telling the people, hey, get ready. Jesus is coming any minute. It could happen. They should be out telling the people, but no, they're not doing that. They're too busy doing other things. They're too busy using religion as a shield to protect themselves from actually being real. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? I told you there's a great church next door. They're awesome. Pastor Brian, I'll let them know you're coming. Just text me. Some heavy stuff. Is this Christmas? Maybe I should have preached a different message. I don't know. Baby, there's this baby. His name's Jesus. It's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. These guys, these guys should have known better. They're supposed to be the people who get it. Oh, you ever go to church and you're like, these people will get it. They know how to love people. And then you go to church and you find out there's just people. <laughs> Dang it. I've been, I've been waiting to go to this perfect church and I still haven't found, I, I haven't found a perfect church member yet. I, anybody find a perfect pastor? I will resign right now. Bring them in. Like, come on. I mean, there isn't one. There isn't one. Ah, The Jews, God's chosen people, don't know what's supposed to happen. Verse 3, when we were reading in verse 3, and it says deeply disturbed. It's the Greek word taraso. Can you say taraso? Taraso. Say it again. Oh, you guys are so learned. So well-educated. Greek scholars. You know what it means? It means stirred up, a great distress, trouble, trouble or disturbance, something that could cause a riot or throw everyone into confusion and chaos. It says King Herod felt that, and so did all the, of Jerusalem. All of them. You want to know why? Because these guys who came from the east, we don't know where, we don't know their names, we don't know how many they are, but, but they came from the east and they're going through the town. Hey, hey, do you know where the Messiah is? He's, he's supposed to be born. We're, we're trying, we want to find him so that we can worship him. Do you know where he is? These guys are going crazy through the things and the, some of the people are going, really? The, the deliverer? 
the one who's supposed to set us free from, from all bondage? Maybe, maybe somebody who's better than King Herod, he doesn't even know where he's supposed to be born. You think there, there could be? Some of them are going like, who are these crazy guys? They're, 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 they're not teachers of the law. They they, this isn't the Sanhedrin. These, these guys aren't, aren't Sadducees and Pharisees. What do they know? Who are these guys? Come on. Come on, somebody. Oh, how many of you would, would, when you go and start talking about Jesus, you got some religious scholar out there that's saying, that's not how you say it. You can't call the, the three wise men some weirdos. Are you with me? Oh, I get it all the time. I get it all the time. But God chose this donkey to deliver the message. Amen? Come on. And, and all of us were called for such a time as this. Listen, I'm, just because I'm standing on a platform does not make me better than you. It's just so the people in the back can see me. Are you with me? That's the only reason. That's the only reason. None of us are better than any other one. But God said that it was good to put breath in your lungs this morning, just like you put breath in my lungs this morning, and we're going to go out and do something amazing for him. Oh, we might look crazy to the religious folk. Are you with me? We might look crazy to people who are trying to study the law. And, well, that's not how we eat. And the, did, you, did you say grace before you ate? And now it's not blessed. Are you with me? Come on. Dear heavenly baby Jesus, thank you for my real hot wife. You know what? Are you with me? Come on. Come on, somebody. You know, some of you know what tarasso means you, because you experience it on Christmas morning. Right? You ha Does anybody have kids in here? And it's Christmas morning. You literally went to bed like five minutes ago from wrapping presents. And they're like, oh, my goodness, it's happening. <laughs> right? They just get excited. Tarazzo just entered your household. Right? Chaos just entered in. Are you with me? Tarazzo. Tarazzo. Here's point number two for my note takers. Are you with me? Point number two, God knows what we need. God knows what we need. God knows what we need. God knows that the world today needed you to have breath in your lungs. God knows. God knows what we need. God knows what we need. Matthew 6, 33 and 34, one of my favorite scriptures, says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Need. God knows what we need. Verse 34, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Yet God chose magi, these dudes, to come and tell everybody, get ready. Where's the, where's the, where's the Savior? Where's the Son of God? I want to go worship him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Come on, somebody. People who would have been rejected by religious people as magicians. Come on. As deceivers. And they're the ones to bring the news of the coming Savior to the people. Why? Let's find out. Verse 7. Matthew 2, verse 7. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. I wonder why he had to do that. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. 
So this Jewish man who should know better is asking the magi, the magicians, what's happening here? Hmm, okay. Verse 8. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. Verse 9. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Come on, somebody. Verse 11. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse 12, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream. Wait a minute, so you mean God speaks to people that are not Jewish? He speaks to people that are not, he speaks to people that are called magicians and deceivers? He speaks, you mean God chooses who he uses? He spoke to them in a dream? Oh my gosh, this is messing up my whole theology. Are you with me? Oh. When it comes to leave, they return to their country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Verse 13, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Well, that makes sense. They're not magi. They're not messed up dudes that aren't accepted by society. Joseph in a dream, get up, flee to Egypt. And the child, with the child and his mother, the angel said, stay there. Until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. How do we know that God knows what we need? Because if God would have told his chosen people that this was happening, then Herod would have killed Jesus. So he had to use somebody that no one would take seriously. He had to use somebody who looked like they were off of their rocker. Oh, we're, we're following a star to find a little child. I mean... What would happen? How would you feel if somebody came by? Have you seen the child? I'm following the star. I'd be like, it's right over there. They, they put great jackets on you. They're awesome. I mean, anybody with me? Right? You'd be like, who are these guys? What are you talking about? But why did God have to use them? Because God knows what we need. He knew that if he would have done it through this other way, it wouldn't have worked. So he chose me. To deliver the message today. He chose you to be in that seat today. And he chose you to go out in the middle of commercialism, in the middle of everything else, to go and tell people the truth and tell people who Jesus really is. Are you with me? He chose each and every one of us to be a part of this thing with him. Amen? Here's my third point here for my note takers. God makes a way for the world he loves. God makes a way for the world he loves. You know, I know there's a lot of us in here today. <sighs> These last two years have been hard, haven't they? And we're just like, God, are you, are you even real? Like, how could you let this happen? How could this happen? Churches are being torn apart all over the place. Division all over our world. Your skin color for some reason matters. Are you with me? Listen, you are a child of the one true king and you are loved. You are so loved. Are you with me? You came this morning for, to this message titled, So Loved, because you're so loved. I'm so sick. I don't know if you are with me, but I'm so sick of division. 
Mask, no mask. Vax, no vax. Black, white, yellow, purple, green. Whatever. Are you with me? I love you. I was so excited to see you guys coming back from over there. I mean, it was so cool. I I saw you from the corner. I had to run up there. Somebody tried to stop me. I pushed them over. Just wanted to see you. I mean, we can love each other. We can be excited to do life together. Are you with me? This is family. This is family. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care what you did yesterday. Maybe you sinned against God. Maybe you did the same thing I did, right? Maybe you lied to somebody. Maybe you did the wrong thing. Maybe you're looking down on yourself over and over and over again and can't believe in yourself. Listen, you are so loved. You're so loved. God loves you. He loves you. And you might have came for tacos, but you're going to leave with purpose. Amen? You're going to leave with purpose. Because if God can use these guys, I mean, how many of you have studied that far enough to even figure that stuff out going, holy moly, nobody would want to use those guys. That's not the type of person we want around us. That's not who I want talking to my kids. Are you with me? Like this weirdo? Like that? No. But God used them to bring the message to the Jewish people because the king was jacked up. Oh, I can't go through the king. I'd like to, but I can't because he, he won't receive it right. But these guys, these crazy guys over here, hmm, I'll bet these crazy guys will go and spread the news. Come on. Come on. So they look around and say, man, you're crazy. I'm crazy. Like, we could go do some crazy stuff. We can go spread the news. We can, we can spread the news to our neighborhood saying, hey, guess what? You're loved. Wait, are you vaxxed or not vaccinated? I don't know. doesn't matter. You're loved. You're loved. You're loved. Amen. You're loved. You're loved. You're loved. You're loved. John 3.16, the most preached verse in the entire Bible, memorized by Christians and non-Christians alike, embroidered on many grandmother's pillows. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will, will not perish, but have eternal life. God chooses who he uses. If you've been told that you're disqualified, yet still have breath, then somebody was wrong. If you've made mistakes and done the wrong thing, and fallen short of the glory of God. Guess what? This book right here already told me that that was what happened to you. Because it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Even preachers, pastors, and self-righteous (laughs) ding-dongs have fallen short of the glory of God. Are you with me? God chose you. You are chosen. You are his chosen people. Jew or Gentile, you are chosen. Black or white, you are chosen. Vaxxed or unvaxxed, you are chosen. Are you with me? Masked or unmasked, I see a lot of unmasked people. But you're chosen. I hope our governor is watching right now. Gavin Newsom, you're chosen. God has a word for you, and you are so loved. I might not agree with you on a lot of things, 
but it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. Right? Are you with me? Are you with me? You're so loved. God chooses who he uses. God knows what we need. And God makes a way for a world that he loves. If you're in this place where you're wondering if there's ever going to be a way, like you're like, man, pastor, I wish that were true for me, but it just seems like every direction I take seems to be another blockade, seems to be another roadblock. There just seems to be no way. Well, I serve a God who makes a way when there seems to be no way. When everybody doesn't believe in you, when they see nothing left to believe in, some of us have gotten so bitter at the world and at people around us that we do everything we can to push people away. Can I tell you something? Hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. I told a story at church last week, and I'd love for you to go back and watch that sermon from last weekend. My in-law's neighbor, hated by many, is not liked by any of the neighbors. When, when they moved in, everybody came over, oh, worry about that guy. I'm not going to like him. Even the mailman. I was like, for real? Like the mail... She's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that guy. I love that God would move my in-laws right next to somebody like that. Because as soon as we got to be there, we got to love on him. We got to start telling him how valuable he is. And for those of you that heard my sermon last week, you'll know what, what I'm talking about. If you need a good laugh, go watch that sermon. There was some silliness going on in there. But this gentleman, this week, I was helping change out a mailbox at my in-law's house. And, and we hear, hey! And we're like, oh, no, here he comes. Like, do you have that kind of person? You're like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And he came up to us. And you know what he said? He says, hey, I got extra space in my, my recycling bin if you want to cut up some of those boxes from moving and put it in my recycling bin, you could do that. You know what? We, we talked to him. We found out he's lived there for 11 years. He's from Texas originally, right? And we, we got to talk with him and get to know him and, and ask him questions about the neighborhood and, and about which routes he thinks are going to break the electricity and, and put everybody in shambles. We got to talk to him and and, I, and you know what I said? I said, hey, Victor, I want you to know, like, if you need anything, like, I'm, I'm pretty handy, and, and I'm a pastor, so my hours are different. I can, I can come over whenever. I can move meetings around, and if you need help around your house or need something fixed, just let me know. Like, let us know, and I'd be happy to come and help. And you know what he said? He said, you're a pastor? I said, yeah. He said, where's your church? I said, it's over in French Valley. He said, how big is it? I said, it's about 200 people. He's like, oh, good. So everybody pretty much knows each other. I said, yeah, it's like a family. He said, would you be willing to pray for me? He says, I have stage three cancer. Now, he was scared of us being six feet away from him. So he said, don't come near me. 
but just pray for me. So six feet away, we reached our hands out and we prayed Victor's name over himself. Lord, this is a man of victory. And we pray your victory over him. We pray that his body would be healed in the name of Jesus and that he would experience you like he's never experienced you before. This guy got all glossy-eyed, and of course he had to be cranky to make sure like you still know I'm tough, right? You know? And so he went in and went away, and I found out the next day, you know what he did the next day? He reached out to my father-in-law, and he says, hey, do you have, you have a box cutter? He's like, yeah, I got a box cutter. And so he gives him a box cutter. And, and he started going in the garage and cutting up the boxes himself and putting it into that recycling bin. You know what he did after that? He went to the neighbor and he said, hey, do you have extra room in your recycling bin? We need to help this neighbor get rid of all these boxes. And he went to the next neighbor and he went to the next neighbor. Listen, in one week, just a little bit of love. One week, a little bit of love. If we love all our neighbors, oh, we can change their whole mindset. I bet, I bet within the next year we'll watch this guy turn into an evangelist. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what he did for me. You are so loved. You are so loved. And our God is so good. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. I didn't know if I was going to tell that story or not. Like I said, go back and watch the other uh, sermon. And then text me afterwards. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have something to text me about. I can't say that in church. Just did. It's on recording. Anybody can see it. You can forward it to all the theologians. But love always wins. Love always wins. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you and me as messed up as we are. For God so loved your neighbor who refused to come to church today. For God so loved magi and people who practice things that we would shun ourselves from. For God so loved. And if he said he put breath in their lungs today, then there's value in their life. Amen. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for today. God, I thank you that we can come together today and see and experience your goodness. God, I thank you that you're real and genuine. Lord, I thank you that you play, play practical jokes on me, that you're a real God and not just some stranger up in the sky that I could never know, but that you're my friend and that you care about me and that even though I'm a sinner, even though I'm messed up, even though I make mistakes, you still see me as worthy to die for, worthy to have breath today, worthy of your attention. Thank you, Jesus, that there is no one who's out of reach. Doesn't matter what the neighbors say about us. Doesn't matter what our past says about us. What matters is that you choose who you use. And you chose us. You chose me. You chose each and every one of us in this room and watching online and around the world for such a time as this. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We'd be nothing without you. And as soon as we realize that, we get to be something with you. 
Thank you, Jesus, for using unqualified people. Thank you, God, for bringing your message through unqualified people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're here this morning with every head bowed and eye closed, and you haven't given your life to Jesus, you're like, you know, I've gone to church. I've heard the Christmas story every time. I've heard the Easter story every time. But I haven't really made that decision to go after God because I just ah, I don't want to be like all those religious people. If that's you here this morning, I want to introduce you to my Lord and Savior, my friend, Jesus. And I want to I, I give you the opportunity to have a real relationship with him and leave all that other stuff behind because he'll set you free no longer tormented in your mind, no longer tormented by your body, he'll set you free. If that's you here this morning, every, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I'm, I'm looking. I'm watching them. But if that's you, raise your hand for me. Say, hey, that's me. I, I, I want to have a relationship with God. I, I want to know that Jesus is real and I want to be used by him. That's me. That's me. Who is that here this morning? No one's looking around. You don't need to be embarrassed. How do you know it's you? You start feeling stuff in your heart. You're like, oh, is he talking to me? Like, I do want that, but I don't want to be the only one who raises my hand. It's okay. It's okay. If anyone's judging you, they're just as unqualified as you. Come on. And if you're watching online and you're going, that's me. I want that. I want a real relationship with God. I don't want to fake it anymore. If that's you, you can reach out to us on, on YouTube or Facebook or on our, on our interactive church app. Go on there and click the little button or, or write in the chat saying, that's me, I want to give my life to Jesus. And if it's you, you pray something like this. It's not so much about the words you say, but about the heart in which you say it. If you're real and genuine before God, he'll be real before the Father. And you just want to pray something like this, saying, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming to this earth, using unqualified people to be your messengers. Thank you, God, that even though I know I'm not perfect and I don't have it all together, I know that you love me. And because you love me, I want to follow you the rest of my life. I give my life to you today, and I dedicate every day forward to you, Jesus. Change me from the inside out. Make me brand new. Thank you, Lord, for this gift. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody lift up a shout of praise in this place. Come on. Our God is good. Our God is good. Stand to your feet. Let's worship together for a moment. And then we'll get ready to go have some fun in the festivities. In the name of Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus What a wonderful name it is What a wonderful name it is
so good, isn't he? He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, I love celebrating the birth of our King. <laughs> He's so good. Well, as we go today, I commission you as messed up messengers to go and share the love of Jesus with your community. I know a lot of you are visiting from out of town or from somewhere else. We're online. I like to chat and talk with the people online. So if you want to join us online when you head back home, I'd love to see you on there. I'll say hi to you on Facebook or on our interactive site. But I, I challenge you to bring church to your city. I challenge you to bring church to your neighborhood, to bring Jesus to your neighborhood. And that's what changes the world. A few crazy people, just a few. We're all a product of 12 crazy dudes following Jesus. Just a few. I felt like there were some people that needed prayer this morning, and you were like, I don't know if people will pray for us or not, and, um, but I want to let you know I'm going to stay up here at the front while everybody else goes out to do fun stuff, and, and don't worry, I'll be out there to eat some tacos too. Um, <clears throat> that was really for me. You, just, you guys just get to be a part of it with me. The tacos are for me. But uh, if you need prayer for anything, my, my bride and I will stay up here and, and uh, we would love to pray for you. And, um, but otherwise, thanks for being a part of the family. We're glad you came today. We're excited for what God's going to do from this day forward. It's going to be such a great adventure as you follow Jesus and seek after him. But go and have some fun. Go see Santa. I'm sure he'll be here in a little bit. And uh, get some good pictures. I don't know if the train's here yet or not, but we can probably go do some train rides and go do some fun stuff. But we love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We love you.